It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, February 16th, 2016. We have 16 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory for hazardous seas in effect through late tonight. And today we'll take a look at the story of a cruise ship that went through a severe storm off the East Coast recently. We'll talk about what happened to it and how the experience on board that ship was different than probably what would have happened on a cargo ship under similar conditions. But first, a look at today's Columbia River ship schedule. We have seven inbounders, seven in the Astoria anchorage, and two outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first inbound ship this morning is the ATB Nancy Peterkin. She actually isn't really a ship. She's an articulated tug and barge rig. She's arriving from San Francisco, headed for Portland. Her cargo in that barge is petroleum. She'll pass Astoria around 3.30 a.m. You might see her in the Portland area by about 10 o'clock this morning. The Atlantic Dream is a bulk carrier arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's anchorage. She'll go upriver eventually and pick up wheat. Look for her arriving in Astoria's anchorage around 9.30 a.m. Viking Amber arrives from Tacoma. She's headed for Portland. She's a car carrier with brand new Hondas on board. Passing Astoria around 1.30 p.m., arriving at the Port of Portland around 7.30 p.m. The Deneb leader is leaving Vancouver, B.C., headed for Vancouver, Washington. She has Subarus on board, another car carrier. She'll pass Astoria also around 1.30 p.m., and you might see her at the Port of Vancouver by about 7.30 this evening. The Cook Strait is a bulk carrier, leaving Port Alberni in British Columbia, headed for Longview's Anchorage. Uh, She is uh, going to the Port of Longview to pick up logs, and she'll pass Astoria around 3.30 p.m. today and uh, in lo- arriving in uh, Longview by about 7 p.m. The Eye Evolution is uh, uh, arriving from offshore, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She is uh, going upriver to pick up wheat eventually, but she'll arrive in Astoria's Anchorage around 9.30 p.m. The Nord Auckland is arriving from Mexico. She's headed for Kalama to pick up wheat, passing Astoria around 12.30 a.m. Wednesday, and arriving in Kalama around 5.30 a.m. on Wednesday. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Gloria Island headed for Portland. She's going up to the port of Portland to pick up potash. She'll leave the Anchorage off Astoria around 7.30 this morning. Look for her at the port of Portland by about 1.30 p.m. That leaves the BTG Kailash, the Arethusa, the Sainty Velocity, the Hakata Queen, the Shandong Hai Chang, and the Yochao all awaiting orders off the downtown waterfront in Astoria in the Columbia River. And we do also have four other vessels that are waiting the opportunity to come into the river, they're waiting offshore. So quite a bit of ship traffic out there, some of it that we can't even see in the river. Um, Eventually, those ships will come in when there's either room for them in the anchorage or room at berths upriver for them. In our outbounders, we have the Berge Asahidaki. She is named, the Asahidaki is named for a mountain in Japan. She's leaving Portland. Um, She has potash on board. She's a bulk carrier, leaving around noontime passing Astoria outbound around 6 p.m. And the auto banner, you might guess what her cargo is. She is a car carrier with Hyundais on board, heading out of the Port of Portland around 12.30 p.m. You might see her pass Astoria outbound around 6.30 p.m. In our marine weather forecast, we have small craft advisories going on, both on the Columbia River Bar and at large in the in the ocean itself. Um, the weather is just getting a little bit um, difficult out there. Southwest winds 15 to 20 knots today overall. Um, gusting to 30 knots near shore early in the morning. The winds are going to ease a little bit back around to the southeast in the afternoon. Wind waves southwest 3 feet at 5 seconds earlier in the day and then shifting to the southeast at about 2 feet high, 4 seconds apart. We do have west swells 9 feet high at 11 seconds apart, and rain is in the forecast.
Well, you may have heard the news story happening earlier this month about the cruise ship Anthem of the Seas that was damaged in a severe storm off the U.S. East Coast. The ship was caught in hurricane-force winds in 30-foot seas and sustained damage inside the ship and also to its propulsion system. Since cargo ships routinely go through weather like this in the northern Pacific without it making the news, I thought it would be interesting to talk with you about this ship and what happened to it, and why the experience on board for the people was different on this cruise ship than it would have been on, say, a bulk carrier. Well, a couple of things. First, a cruise ship has many people on board as its cargo you can think of it that way. Most of those folks have cell phones with cameras and they can take pictures and videos of what's happening and send it back to shore. So that's one way you can see what's happening on board a ship in a storm that you probably wouldn't see on a cargo vessel. Cargo ships have a small crew by comparison, less than 30 people usually compared to the thousands on board a cruise ship. Most of those experienced sailors on cargo ships are um, used to ships bouncing around in bad weather, and they don't really think much about it, except that it's part of their workday during those bad weather seasons. Second, cruises are meant to be a calm affair, with hardly a wave disturbing the impression that passengers are at a resort that just happens to be on a ship. Cruise ships have stabilizers and other gear specially designed for them to keep them level and to ensure an uneventful ride. So bad weather really on cruise ships is not really part of the plan. That's not what happened to this ship. Its location was an issue, and that's under investigation. It was traveling in a bad storm through an area known as the Graveyard of the Atlantic, and those are the waters off Cape Hatteras. This is where the tall ship Bounty sank in a hurricane a few years ago, and many ships have perished in these waters over the years. So it's certainly waters that are known for turbulence. Now, the Anthem of the Seas was never in danger of sinking, but its passengers had no way of knowing that. They were probably mostly not seasoned sailors and were likely scared out of their wits. There were no serious injuries, probably because the crew instructed passengers to go to their staterooms and stay there. Now, the company and the captain of the ship both maintain that the ship was really okay going through all this, and they're probably correct in that. Cruise ships are modern, well-built vessels with the latest technology on board. One thing they do that can make things worse in a storm, however, is to pretend when they're underway that they are actually on land. The inside of a cruise ship, well, you know, if you've ever seen one, even in a picture or been on one, it looks like a hotel. Chairs, tables, even grand pianos, glassware, all that stuff, it's just sitting there, untethered to the floor or to the surface on which it's sitting, and not secured from moving about. So if the ship starts to pitch and roll, these heavy objects that are so pretty when they're just sitting there become dangerous projectiles. So if you go aboard a cargo ship, for instance, or a research vessel, you'll see that items normally movable in homes or hotels are bolted or tethered to the floor, like tables and even chairs. In the dining area of a cargo ship, the tables have non-skid tablecloths to help keep the dishes from becoming airborne if the weather gets bad. The tables are usually bolted securely to the floor. Now, cruises, as I said, mostly happen in calm waters. In good weather, at least that's the plan. So cargo ships plan for the weather. Cruise ships, I guess they sort of rely on avoiding it. That did not happen in this case, and the investigation will show whether the ship could have taken another route or perhaps should have stayed in port. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.